grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, Wow, we got to find out why we're stopping. That's bizarre. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your boss for the next... Your boss. Ha! That's how I'm too, too busy looking at the charts. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state. And uh, that which means that if you have a paranormal issue, we can help you. It might take us a while to get to you because... Let me make some sound adjustments here my buttons uh it may take us a while to get to you because california is a huge state a lot of people don't realize how big california is so might take a couple hours might take a day or two if it does take a day or two we do have people on staff who can call you and try and help you calm things down in your home or or, or help you out with you know whatever needs you have okay until we can get out to you all right that being said welcome it's monday Got a great show for you today. We've had this gentleman on before, Bart Sebro. I'm real excited about this. Nice going an hour early, hour and a half early too. I have an announcement about the Patreon. As you guys know that I've been talking about all last week, the Patreon should be up and running tomorrow. We're starting the Patreon, and I'm keeping the cost low at $5.50 per subscription. And boy, are you going to get a bunch of stuff for that subscription. Not only are you going to get a bunch of stuff for the subscription, is once we reach a certain goal of subscribers i'm going to be giving away stuff okay i've already started looking at things to give away i'm going to have california haunts radio cups not less i kind of like this one this is my gone squatching cup i'll have i'll have a california haunts radio cup i'll have some other items along like that maybe some sunglasses or something and some stuff but that will be giveaways every month i, I will do I, I will do random giveaways for subscribers over at the Patreon. But I'll show you everything that we have for that. Anyway, tomorrow I should have it up and running, and I can give you guys more details on what we're going to be offering over there. Okay? All right. That being said, if you are watching from Facebook and you haven't done so already and you like what you see tonight, please be sure to hit that follow button and also show us some love, you know? that's It's all about getting those ha those happy faces and those thumbs up and the hearts and all that. It's all about that. Uh, let us know that, that, that you like the content we have. If you're watching from YouTube, same thing. Um, there's a little ghost. I think he's in the bottom right-hand corner unless they moved him. And he's got a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Uh, click on that ghost. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. We've got over 540 videos sitting over there. All different topics. We like to take on a lot of stuff, a lot of different things. I'm a journalist. Just like tonight, this is a totally you know different topic than what you guys are used to, but it's a cool topic. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Okay. Also, what did I remember? Ah, yes. Also, <laughs> we're on TikTok. I'm sorry, there's so many of them, and I'll tell you, we're we're, we're California haunts on TikTok, all lowercase. We're Cal haunts at at, uh, at the bird at Twitter, and we're Cal haunts, I believe, at Twitch. I I believe we are. You know, so we're everywhere. So if you want to, we're easy to find. You just got to Google California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. We're even on Meetup. We got a great Meetup going on too. And now we're on Patreon. We're going to be on Patreon. So that's the latest. Anyway, so tonight we're going to have a really cool discussion. I remember years ago, and I think some of you guys might be too young for this, 
but uh, I'll tell you how old I really am. But I, I, but I was little when the, when this movie came out, Capricorn One, and it was about a fake. It was about a fake landing. And uh, when I heard about this gentleman a couple of years ago, Mr. Sabrell, I really wanted to get him on to talk to him about stuff because there's a lot going on that we don't realize is going on. In fact, I'm not saying there was a fake moon landing. Let's clear that up right now. But uh, you know the the. the there's stories out there, and Mr. Sabrell has some updates to when he was on the last time. So we're going to have this discussion with him, and uh, be free if you're if, if you come into the chat room tonight, feel free to ask questions, and maybe just maybe if you guys got extra nice to Mr. Sabrell, we could get him to come into our Patreon uh, once we get that set up for a for a more in depth Q and A session. Okay, all right, let me get him on, and uh, let's get the show on the road. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? It's good to see you again. Oh, thank you. Likewise. It's good to have you back. Yeah, good to be here. For the guy, for the for the fans that don't know who you are, can you give us a a, a quick lowdown? I'm me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, uh, I've been a filmmaker most of my life, and now an author. And um, my most famous film. I mean, I, I think I probably made technically 100 films maybe in my career mm-hmm. and mostly music videos, TV commercials, corporate videos and a few documentaries. And my most famous and dare I say infamous film is called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Now, this and the sequel to it, which some people see first, uh, which you really should watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon first. <laughs> you can see both of these films, that one and Astronauts Gone Wild for free at sabrell.com. It's just my last name, S as in Sam, I-B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com. You can see these films that cost a million dollars to produce. And we were given a million dollars by a multimillionaire who builds rockets for NASA, who knows the moon missions were fake, who wishes to remain anonymous so his Mm -hmm. stock doesn't go down. So Mm -hmm. all that to say, I started, you know, like everybody else, believing that the moon missions were real. I mean, why not assume, you know, the government tells the truth, you know? And one of the main reasons I hear that the moon missions must be real is that the government wouldn't lie about such an important thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robert McNamara, uh, he was the defense secretary during the Vietnam War. And he confessed before he died that the whole reason the war started, the Pearl Harbor incident, if you will, because the Americans were against it, just like they were against entering World War II until mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor. And then they wanted to get even. So they said, we need something like that. So they staged a fake attack by the North Vietnamese on an American ship. He admitted verbally, it's actually on Wikipedia, believe it, that the event never happened. That event led to the death of 3 million people, including 58,220 Americans. So I think if the federal government is willing to tell a lie that leads to the death of 58,220 of their own people, I think they're willing to fake an image on a television, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So my dad was actually in the Air Force. And so when the alleged moon mission happened, I was asleep in bed as a four-year-old. 
However, he got a VIP package of 9 by 12 color commemorative prints. Gave them to me. That was my cherished present. So from the age of 4 to 14, they were on my bedroom wall. So I saw them every day for 10 years, 3,650 times believing they were on the moon. And so by the age of 14, I saw a gentleman by the name of William Casing doing a talk show. He was one of the first guests on Oprah. And he worked at NASA during the moon program with super high security clearance. And he said it never happened. They couldn't go. They still can't go. And they bluffed like in poker and pretended to go. And I'm like an open-minded 14-year-old at the time. And I'm like, oh, never thought of that. So I go back to the bedroom wall and I look at the pictures again with critical eyes. And sure enough, you see where the real soil ends and the fake backdrop begins. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never noticed that before. I was looking right at him. And so fast forward another 10 years, I'm 24 at this point in the story, and I'm a filmmaker. Now, a filmmaker's job is to make fake scenes look real. Sure. And one day I'm editing a film for the man who produced the show. I saw 10 years earlier as a 14 year old with the guy on it who said the moon missions were fake. And I'm like, who was that guy? I'd like to talk to him. He says, well, I don't remember. Call the San Francisco office. I do. They said, had I called a couple of days later, they wouldn't be able to tell me because every 10 years they throw away the 10 year old archives to make room. Cause you know, back then videotapes, especially broadcast quality are pretty large mm-hmm. and they take a you know, a lot of room. So 10 years old, we didn't need it in 10 years, throw it away. So I uh, end up tracking him down, talking to him. And he says, Hey, Bart, you're a filmmaker. You should make a movie about whether the moon missions are fake, you know, or not. (laughs) And I'm like, let me think about it. And then, so I start looking into it and I see this photograph where shadows intersect and I can do a screen share if you want to see it, but it's a photograph of an object on the moon, like an astronaut shadow going at 12 o'clock and a rock about five feet away going at nine o'clock. I mean, they're intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart. And you go out in sunlight, like they claim is these pictures were taken on the moon and sun, right? Uh-huh. And you and your friend or two trees or two telephone poles, well, the shadows will always run parallel. It's impossible for them to intersect in sunlight. But they said these were taken in sunlight but they're intersecting, which means it's not sunlight, which means it's electrical light, Mm -hmm. which means they're on Earth. You can actually prove the moon landings are fake with one photograph. And if you'd like, I'll hit the present button and I'll I'll show it. And I'm like, that's weird. And then two of the three astronauts I found out never gave interviews. I'm thinking that's kind of weird. And then the administrator of NASA resigns before the first mission. That's kind of weird. And then the Soviets spent 50 hours in space for every 10 hours we spent in space. They did every milestone in space first. The first satellite, the first animal, the first man, the first of two spacecrafts simultaneously, the first spacewalk, and then suddenly we leaped ahead. Uh In fact, NASA has never kept a schedule a single time, except the most complicated mission of all time. For example... 30 years after Apollo, just to put a telescope into Earth orbit, they were 10 years behind schedule. Mm -hmm. And in 2014, they said by 2018, we're going to have people orbiting the moon and, you know, double the time 
and we only have mannequins orbiting the moon, you see? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of weird. And I'm like, you know, that seems like, sadly, it could actually be true that they faked it. And that scared me. I'm like, you know, if I start looking into this, it could be dangerous. So mm-hmm. I actually turned, I turned down the project. And as your show, I'm sure, talks about all the time, there are other dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. right? And there are probably good entities and bad entities in these dimensions, right? Right. And I started reading ancient texts. You could call them the scriptures or whatever you want to call them about, you know, it says so in the New Testament. Our struggle isn't against each other, really not even against, let's say, the boogeyman Hitler or Bill Gates. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Bill Gates. (laughs) It's really against the forces controlling those people in the dimensions we can't see. So after after reading this, you know, in the Bible, I'm like, you know, I I think this is important. I think this represents good and evil because uh-huh. putting a man on the moon is the greatest event of human history, right? Right. And so if it's a lie, that's very spiritual, isn't it? Uh-huh. And it, it's like Apollo means Lucifer means liar. They're saying it's a lie in the name. And I'm like, you know, I got scared and I'm, I'm like, but so I basically turned down the project originally for fear it could be dangerous five years go by i start studying the spiritual aspect of it and i changed my mind i said i'm going to die anyway and if they faked it i mean think about this either two things happen either they went whoop de doo they planted a flag on a rock came back didn't kill anybody good for you or they embezzled 200 billion dollars they murdered at least 20 people to keep it a secret They printed it on coins. They held parades for them. They gave them medals of honor for lying. It's in the encyclopedia, and it never happened because the United States government is so corrupt and they're so immature leadership, they wouldn't admit they set a goal they couldn't do. Uh And the greatest event is a lie. If that's true, that's actually more profound historically than if they had actually gone. And when I realized that could be true, I said, this is an important truth that mankind needs to know. As you know, good dimensional beings, days later, I meet the millionaire, you know, who gives right. it, and we spend seven years making a funny thing happen on the way to the moon, which you can see for free at sabrell.com. And then halfway into the film that I'm producing under the theory, it might be true that uh-huh. they faked it. I go through the archives exhaustively. I figure no one actually ever did that. They get the first few, you know, reels from NASA that are pre-edited and they use them for, you know, anniversaries and that's enough. I meticulously went through everything because I figured if they faked it, they're more likely to have made a mistake the first time they faked it. Uh And sure enough, I found a mistake. Someone at NASA gave me a tape. You pop it in. It says on the screen, do not show to the public. Like, don't get this confused with another tape. And then I, you know, I hit fast forward because, you know, that's the way editors do. And I see the same shot for an hour. And I'm like, oh, this is raw footage. Nothing from NASA was raw footage, even though I asked that, except this and one other tape. And I'm like, well, I just got to watch this from the beginning. So I hit play and I can cue this up, too. And you hear... 
uh, NASA say, hey, you know, the TV picture looks good. Then there's exactly four seconds of dead air. One, two, three, four. Then you hear a third party that's not NASA, not the astronauts say, talk. And then Neil Armstrong speaks. They're faking a four second radio delay because they're supposed to be halfway to the moon, but they're still in Earth orbit. And what a surprise. Here we are 50 years later and they still can't leave Earth orbit. That's why there's mannequins orbiting Mm -hmm. the moon and not people. They can't leave Earth orbit. And one of the clips of Sabrell.com, my book about it, which I read in audio, Kindle or print, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list because we found a secret recording of them audibly discussing having me murdered by the CIA. We have that on audio. Mm -hmm. And so basically, uh, I, I freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, they really faked the moon landing. And I'm just crushed because it's not crushed for America. It's not for space technology. I'm crushed. I'm crushed for mankind. I'm like, how sad is this? Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually true. They faked the moon landing. How pathetic of a race of humanity we are, that that's what we did. And so my film exposes that. And there were a few things that I was asked, even though true, not to put in the film. Because family members of murdered Apollo astronauts, not my opinion, their opinion, Mm -hmm. they were pursuing their own legal course of action and didn't want my interference. But I interviewed them for a total of seven hours. And they told me plainly that the crew that was going to be the first crew to walk on the moon was murdered by the CIA because one of the astronauts came home one day, told his wife, who I interviewed for four hours, hun, for some strange reason, NASA is all, I mean, uh, at NASA, the CIA is all over the launch pad today. That's weird. Never saw him here before. I wonder why they're here today. Next Mm -hmm. day, the guy's dead of an accident that the CIA rigged, you see. So the book, I put all these details in there because she died and now I can talk about it. She told me herself that her husband and two other people who would not cooperate with the moon landing fraud were murdered by the CIA. Not my opinion, the opinion of a dead Apollo astronaut's wife and son, you see. So the book goes into all of this detail and you can get it at sabrell.com, Kindle print or audio. I read it myself. Uh-huh. And also the backstory of what happened to me after I found this secret footage of fake photography. Now I showed this fake photography eventually to two news directors at NBC news. They both agreed it absolutely proved the moon lessons were fake. One of them refused to broadcast it because it said it would cause a civil war uh-huh. if the American public knew they had lied about this. And he said, I'm not going to go down in history as the guy who caused the civil war. Ten years go by, a new news director sees the footage in my film, which you can see for free at sabrell.com, and says, this proves they didn't go to the moon. We're going to do a nationwide TV special. We're going to blow the lid off of this. They fly me to New York, put me up in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, 
interview me beside the footage, explaining the footage. And they get a call from the federal government saying, you better not air that. And they back down. And so after I found the footage, I mean, literally the day I found it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I go to church that night and I'm freaking out. I have proof we didn't go to the moon in my house. You know, this is serious. I got a toddler son, a blind roommate. I'm in danger. What do I do? So the elders say, you need to, you know, get in your car and drive to CNN, you know, right now. (laughs) And so leaving church, you know, late at night, I'm obviously crystal clear followed. Some guy backed into a business that had been closed for hours as I'm leaving church, you know, darts out right Right. behind me. He was waiting for me. And so I hate to say long story short, but it's fine. I, I basically, they disabled my car. I'm literally running from this guy on foot. I get a cab. I, I take a copy of the tape. I go to a safe house where I'd already put a copy. I drive in the middle of the night in a cab down to CNN where I'm surrounded in the back alley to give the door out the, to someone in the back door. I'm surrounded by government agents, kidnapped and drugged with truth serum. And the drug is so strong, I'm like vomiting seen spots before my eyes and they have a clipboard ready. They asked me this question, this question, this question. And I don't even remember other than the first two maybe. And I told them everything they wanted to know. I'm in La La Land, thought they were the good guys. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that you have to waterboard somebody is simply not true. You could write them a check for a billion dollars or give them drugs. It's only about the vindictiveness. So Mm -hmm. another Mm -hmm. dishonorable thing. Because when the Japanese did that stuff to the Americans during World War II, we hung them after the war. So to somehow call it okay now, it's not okay. In any case. So uh, I go into great detail in my book about this. And then there's some new information, too, that's not in the book. And you you hinted at that. Basically... One of the chapters in the book, and the book is interactive. The book, believe it or not, has 16 video links. So I basically write a chapter and I say, uh, now to understand the next chapter, go to sabrell.com, top left button, Moonman video links, and watch link one, link two. And that way you know, when I you watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon first, 45 minutes, and then I'll talk about it. You watch okay. Astronauts Gone Wild, then I'll talk about it. We have one of the clips is NASA saying on camera a few years ago that technology necessary for an astronaut to survive space radiation on a trip to the moon has yet to be invented. So how did they go to the moon, you know, in 1969? And that's why there's mannequins orbiting the moon. So one of the things that is, you know, never before published in any book or film is is in the book moon man at sabrell.com and that is a deathbed confession from an eyewitness who was at cannon air force base in 1968 who stood beside president johnson while they filmed apollo 11 inside of a large airplane hangar for they spent weeks building the set bringing in fake dirt a lunar lander, he eyewitnessed it, okay? As the guy is dying, he confesses it. And guess what? He kept a souvenir. 
he kept a list of 15 people that President Johnson personally gave him. He said, because this guy's the chief of security of the most secretive Air Force base in the world. It's not Area 51. At, at the time, it was Cannon Air Force Base. That's the headquarters of their special ops intelligence division, not Area 51. And so it was 15 people. I published those names in the book. Some of them are still alive, including the CIA codename. Now, Johnson apparently came up with the, the official CIA codename for faking the moon landing. And the codename was called Slam Dunk because the memo that my source at NASA read from, from Von Braun to the Pentagon said, look, you know, there's no way we're going to go to the moon before the end of 1969. And if you try, there's a 99.99% chance you're going to kill them on national TV. So he, he, you know, it's like, well, then what, how did they go then? You see, then they faked it. He figured it out. Right. And so uh, some of these people are still alive. And so they called it slam dunk because if you fake it, you have a 100% guarantee of a successful mission. So it's a slam dunk. Right. Right. And I did not publish the name of the chief of security in the book because his son was still alive. And here's what happened. Less than two years ago, as I'm editing my book, which is at sabrell.com, I'm confirming, just you know, making sure I got the, all the details right. Uh-huh. Because this is the first time this information has been published in the entire history of the world. And a couple of days later, the guy, his son, is met by government agents less than two years ago. And said, and they were, he was told, if he ever speaks to me again, they will kill him and his family. Wow. And I'm like, Phew. you know. So uh, I didn't publish the guy's name uh, in the book. And I'll be glad to tell you now. And there's something else. First of all, the guy's name was Cyrus Eugene Akers. That's the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base who gave us the list and his deathbed confession. He died in 2004. And on his deathbed, he confessed, you know, wanting to get it off his chest that Mm -hmm. he eyewitnessed the faking of the moon landing. But there's more that's not in the book. There was something else he confessed. And actually, it was the first thing he confessed, I believe. And a more substantial thing really, that he confessed. He he was dying. And it kind of makes sense that there's a judgment for how you live your life, which is kind of fair, right? You know, murder somebody, you go to jail. And right. as above, so below, right? And so he wants to get right with God. He wants to live forever. He wants to go to heaven instead of hell, right? So one of the things the scriptures say is if you confess your sin and re- promise not to do it again or do your best not to do it again, you will be forgiven. Doesn't take much. Just mm-hmm. got to confess it. So he confessed that he murdered a close friend to keep it a secret. Apparently, he worked with somebody, a buddy in the Air Force, who told him that he thought it was morally wrong for them to fake the moon landing. And so he was going to go to a journalist and they're going to you know, expose it. 
Right. We don't know whether President Johnson ordered him to kill this person or if he did it of his own initiative as the chief of security, but he did it. So on his deathbed, he first confessed he murdered another human being. And then he went on to say that the reason why he did it was to cover up the moon landing fraud, which was filmed at Cannon Air Force Base June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968, President Johnson was there for the first day of filming. And sure enough, if you go to the presidential library on June 1st, 1968, President Johnson is on vacation one hour helicopter flight away. Wow. And one of the people on the list who I believe is still alive was a guy I never heard of. Actually, several people on the list I never heard of. Uh, one guy's name was Robert Emmenager, apparently a prominent science fiction writer. And he spent his whole life saying UFOs are real and the moon landings are real. So I suspect UFOs are as real as the moon landing and UFOs are probably demonic, not extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. You can read about it at sabrell.com in an article I wrote about it. Well, he was on the list and Von Braun was on the list. Uh, James Van Allen was on the list. Uh, several flight directors, like past, present, and future flight directors of NASA were on the list. There were a couple of people who we think are Army intelligence and Navy intelligence, CIA and NSA, to the best of our ability, were on the list. And so Robert Emmenager apparently wrote, I got an email about it, in one of his you know bi- biographies about his life with military contacts and so forth mm-hmm. and so on actually said he was at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968 for a, quote, classified reason. And at one time, before I started investigating this, okay, it said on Cannon Air Force's base's website, they boasted, President Johnson paid us a personal visit in 1968. And as soon as I started looking into this and his son started looking into this, not on the website anymore, you see. Wow. So... This is what's going on, and I wish it were otherwise. I mean, we would live in a much better world and country if this were not the case. But it is. Now, what does this mean? What it means is when Orwell says, whoever controls the past controls the future, I'm like, well, what does that mean? It means this. It means as long as the corrupt people who run the government are saying in the past, the moon missions are real, when they certainly were not then those criminals are controlling our future, which means the truth about the moon landing fraud must come out. Otherwise, we will never have honest government ever again. It's hopeless. You have to admit you have cancer to be cured of cancer. Otherwise, you'll never be cured. Uh And it'll be embarrassing. And it may make the economy crash. It may make the dollar crash. It may make the stock market crash for it to come out that America faked the moon landing, right? And Iran can say, I told you the great liar, the great Satan. But what other choice do we have? Right, right. So. You know, when you think about this and you think, and I agree with you, it looks fishy. The technology wasn't there. I mean, think about the computer technology. I mean, I remember my first computer, right? It was one of those little Tandy jobs. 
and we had 4K RAM. That was it. Just 4K RAM on those things. Yeah, all of NASA. I mean, back, you know, if you remember the, you know, the launch picture, Houston Control in 1969, uh-huh. every computer combined had one millionth the computing power of your cell phone. Yeah. Now, 50 years later, Elon Musk tried to land a rocket vertically like they did on the moon six times, allegedly. Uh-huh. Right. To land a rocket vertically, he had six computers surrounding that rocket. And each one was like 100, you know, thousand times greater than all of NASA back then. So we had like millions of times of greater computing power. Right. Right. And he tried to land the rocket vertically 50 years later with one million, you know, 100 million times greater computer technology. It blew up the first time to land a rocket vertically. It blew up the second time to land a rocket vertically. It blew up the third time and the fourth time with 1 million times greater compute, 100 million times greater computer power. So how did a computer or anybody land on the moon vertically? You see, Mm -hmm. if a computer can do it, most people don't realize this, but when the space shuttle lands, a pilot is not flying it because there is, there is no pilot who could do it. It's not, it's not possible for the human brain to do it because the space shuttle is so aerodynamically sensitive and the lunar module has no aerodynamics at all. So it's even more difficult to land vertically, but to land, you know, forward with aerodynamics is so difficult to glide from outer space to an exact spot. Only computers can do it. Uh That's why the space shuttle has four redundant computers. It has the main computer, a backup, a backup, a backup, and a backup. Because Uh if a computer, if that computer system fails, it will crash. And so that's why there's no person who could land that rocket vertically and know the the amount of fuel that's coming out and balance for each minuscule ounce of it all the time. And so the idea that that Elon Musk took six attempts with 100 million times more computing power to land a rocket vertically with five decades greater technology took took five times or six times to do it. How did they do it six times in a row successfully the first time, six times in a row? You see, this doesn't make sense. And so what that means is NASA is actually claiming because today the farthest that they can send a human into outer space is the space station, which is one thousandth the distance to the moon. So what they're really saying is 50 years ago with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone. They had a thousand times greater space traveling technology than they do today. But how can you have better technology in the past and in the future? That's a historic and scientific impossibility. Mm-hmm. That proves they didn't go. You see, just just the claim that they had greater technology in the past and in the future. That that proves it that they didn't go because that's impossible. Right. If they could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth of computing power cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now with astronauts Mm -hmm. and there'd be bases all over the moon when there's none, not a single Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So you can't have greater technology in the past and in the future, which means the technology claim was fraudulent. That's Mm -hmm. what it means. You can't have shadows intersecting at 90 degrees in sunlight. That means electrical light. That's the second proof. 
the classified footage we uncovered of the CIA on a track of audio faking a four-second radio delay. Using a one-foot model of the Earth, the lights come up and they claim it's the Earth floating in space and you see it's a one-foot model of the Earth. Dated two days into the flight, that proves it. And then we, fourthly, we have the deathbed confession of Cyrus Eugene Akers, who says, I saw them fake it. I mean, if someone in court says, I saw him shoot him, that's enough to send the person away, Mm -hmm. right? And you don't make up, I'm a murderer, as you're dying. And by the way, I killed him to cover up the moon landing fraud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And two NBC news directors agreed the footage I uncovered proved it. And I was literally abducted because of it. You see, and drugged, and it and it gets even more entertaining. After I I actually escape their custody, I make my way back to Nashville from Atlanta, and I say I got him. I got truth serum in me, <laughs> so I pee in a cup. I said I got him. I'm gonna prove that I was drugged by a drug only the CIA would have. Mm-hmm. So I pee in a cup. I give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name. And a couple of days go by, we meet, and I'm like, well, what are the results? Let's see him. He says, well, there was a problem at the lab. And I'm like, well, what problem? He says, well, funny thing, they had a break-in over the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, so what? He says, well, funny thing, the only thing stolen was your urine sample. Of course. (laughs) You know? And, of course, it's freaked out. The people who run the uh, lab, they're like, we don't know who you are, but please take your business elsewhere. (laughs) So all this I talk about in my book. And and it's like never before published information in audio, Kindle, or print. And it's at sabrell.com. And you get 16 films with it, you know, included in the price for free. And it goes into enormous detail. I get emails after email after email saying, I used to think they were real until I read your book and saw the films and there's just no way they were. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. You know, I thought they were real for decades, but when you have to have an open mind, I met a college professor who teaches aerospace. I showed him all this proof. He said, there's nothing. No, I will never recant the glorious moon landings. Mm -hmm. It's a God to people, literally. And I said, well, what about this? What if you turn on the television and there's Buzz Aldrin tearfully confessing, I'm so sorry. The moon missions are fake. Please forgive me. The guy said he'd still think he walked on the moon anyway. That's how ingrained it is. You see, whoever killed JFK, he's dead. Whoever did 9-11, they're dead. Mm-hmm. But the moon landing fraud is a positive lie. It's Santa Claus. It's candy. You're taking candy away and giving someone a turd. Mm-hmm. That's why the government is so concerned. Even though it killed fewer people than even the Kennedy assassination witness list, it's the one that would enrage the public the most. I, that's what the news director saw. He said, look, this will make piss the public off. I'm not going to go down in history as the one who cost us. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I thought about afterwards. I mean, I'm like, you're saying what he's really saying is if we show the public how corrupt the federal government is, 
it'll bring the corrupt federal government to an end. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Isn't that what's supposed to happen, right? right. When you get, you get a diagnosis of cancer to cure cancer. And you're saying we can't tell people the diagnosis. They fake the moon landing. You can't tell them because it will disrupt to things too much. Yeah. Disrupting cancer is it's disruptive. But isn't it better in the long run? I mean, I just don't understand these people being cowardly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I well, I do understand. I was originally cowardly. I originally said, you know, this is scary. I'm not going to risk my life for what Nixon did. But right. when I started reading the scriptures and realizing this is important, this is historic that they faked it. This is spiritual. It's mankind's greatest event. It's the Tower of Babel. They said about the Titanic, the ship that God himself could not sink. And Richard Nixon, when he knew they were not on the moon, said on national TV, putting a man on the moon is the greatest event since God's creating the universe. Right. When he knew they weren't there. And I'm like, I'm going to die anyway. The news director is going to die anyway. And do we want to be known as cowards? In fact, the last book of the, you know, amazing book of Revelation It lists type of unrepentant sin. You know, if you keep doing this, you're not going to enter eternal life. Stealing and lying and so forth and so on. You know what the first sin is that it says if you keep doing this, you won't enter eternal life? It says cowardice. Living your life out of fear. Why did billions of people take medicine for an illness they didn't even have? Fear of death. And the scriptures actually say the devil holds mankind in slavery because of their fear of death. Right? Right. People were afraid to die from a germ. Right? That that and so they took this radical therapy. It's like it's like taking chemotherapy to prevent cancer. People don't realize this, but statistically. Chemotherapy is only successful 5% of the time. Wow. And I went to the government's own website about gene therapy, which certain medicines are actually that. And it says only give it to terminally ill people because it's highly dangerous. You don't give someone gene therapy to prevent a virus and you don't give someone chemotherapy to prevent cancer. It's too dangerous. It's too radical. Do no harm. First medicine rule, right? Do no harm. Then let your food be your medicine. Second rule. Third rule, fast, you know, for seven days, water only. That'll cure a lot of stuff. It's just amazing. So anyway, we're in this messed up world. Uh, we're we're comrades in that we can't you know get we're stuck can't do anything about it we have the greatest accomplishment in the world by the alleged greatest nation on earth mm-hmm. so corrupt claiming that they're righteous claiming they're righteous while they're faking moon landings killing their own people killing their own astronauts right mm-hmm. i mean our tax dollars not only paid for our own deception it paid to hire the cia agents to murder our neighbors who were exposing their crimes Right. That's what they're doing with our money. The first document is this, not the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence. It says, when any government becomes destructive of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, 
that is the right of the citizens to alter or abolish it. Life. They murdered Virgil Grissom, Ed White, Roger Chaffee that we know of to keep the moon landing fraud a secret. Mm-hmm. They murdered their own people. That's it. Contract is over. And then liberty. If you have to ask permission to go to church, permission to open your business, permission mm-hmm. to go shopping, permission to go traveling, then you're a slave. You see that? They, they're they tricking us into thinking we're the land of the free when we're, we're more enslaved here than anywhere else. They say we have the best health care in the world, while it's a statistical fact that if you remove cancer and heart disease, the number one cause of death in America is medical malpractice. Mm-hmm. And then 70% of the American population are taking prescription medicine. So that means... of the American population is sick. So if there was a country in the world that had 70% of the population sick all the time, that country would have the worst health care in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you have to ask permission to open your business, which is the pursuit of happiness, they won't let you pursue happiness. It should, it's, I did a study, a statistical study. The odds of dying in a car crash on the way to church or the odds of dying from a contagious virus that you got at church. Mm-hmm. You're much greater odds of being killed in a car crash. So they should close down churches, make automobiles illegal, and you have to walk everywhere from now on. It's for your own protection. Okay. No, it's a person's right to decide to take that risk or not. And I don't care if one out of three people or, th- or two out of three people are dropping dead. Mm-hmm. It's still your right to go shopping and to open your business if you want to. They're not our parents to tell us we don't have curfews. We don't have rules that they can advise us. The health department can advise us if they want, and we can decide to follow their advice or not. If there's you know bombs falling or viruses going around, it's up to the individual to decide whether to open their business or to go patronize them. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's freedom. Being told you have to close your business and can't go shopping, that's the exact opposite. While they're claiming we're the land of the free. No, 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 no. We're the land of the slaves. Best mm-hmm. health care in the world, worst health care in the world. Greatest event of mankind, greatest corruption of mankind. Now, as a filmmaker yourself, you know, a documentary maker, you know, I've seen in the past couple of years, past two or three years, that Hollywood is kind of trying to get that message out, though. I mean, American Horror Story showed this. You know, they they had their bit about the aliens, you know, on Earth, and you know, making pacts with the president and all this. But they also showed the fake moon landing um, studio to the point that when the Marines went in to clean up a mess in there, they, they brought in uh, other Marines to come in and kill those Marines so the word didn't get out. Well... Yeah, I mean, there was a James Bond film uh, at the time. I think it was called Diamonds Are Forever. They're chasing uh, James Bond in an underground military base near Las Vegas. Right. And uh, he you know, runs through the moonset. And then, of course, you mentioned at the beginning Capricorn One. Right. Capricorn One is an excellent movie just in and of itself. Take it from a filmmaker. It's a brilliant movie. And it's about a fake Mars landing. They didn't right. want to be offensive, you know. Right. 
And uh, it's weird because if you get the 25th anniversary edition or whatever and watch the extra features, they reassure us that they think the moon landings are real. And I'm like, they even reference me in it. And I'm like, if you thought the if you thought Barack Obama was the greatest president of all time, why would you make a film about insulting him? Right. Why? Right. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, so no, trust me, back then, Hollywood recognized, like me as a filmmaker, the shadows are intersecting. This mm-hmm. is electrical lighting. It, anyone who's in the film business can look at the moon pictures and tell you it's shot in a TV studio. But how many people work in the film business? One out of right. a million? One out of 10,000? Right? right. And so that's why they made Capricorn One. It had every top actor. Imagine what all the top, it had every top actor of the 70s were in this movie. You know why? Because they were on the bandwagon that this is fake. We need to expose it. Karen Black, Telly Savalas, Elliot Gould, Sam Waterston, James Brolin, O.J. Simpson, Hal Holbrook were all in this movie. And it just boggles the mind. They all wanted, I want to be in this. I want to, you know, be a part of getting this word out. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing it. I think I was 14 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, you know, I never thought about that. Maybe that guy who saw on TV is right. And unfortunately it is true. It's weird, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. when, when Susan, what's her name was uh, interviewed by Congress about YouTube censorship. And it's really weird. Congress is saying, you know, tell us why we should do censorship. Tell us why we should do more. Boggles the mind. And she says, the first thing is, well, we got to stop stupid conspiracy theories like the moon missions were fake. I'm like, unbelievable. It's actually true. For example, I'm the guy who got punched by Buzz Aldrin when I asked him to swear on the Bible that he walked on the moon. That's an astronaut's gone wild. Okay. So... Uh, you know, if I walked on the moon, I would find it hysterical. If someone thought otherwise, I wouldn't be upset, but it's like, you know, going up to him in front of his wife and saying, your mistress says hello. It was, he was angry because it was true. But in any case, uh, these are kind of the, what the, the film is exposed. And it's like, you can kind of look at the behavior of the astronauts. Like I show, and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, just for like 10 seconds, the press conference that they gave immediately back from quote walking on the moon. And they all look like they're at the funeral of their mother for an hour. And many people say that's a, that's a telltale sign, you know? So, you know, this is the state that we, that we have. And so people are trying to, they're hinting at it. What we really need is a, public acknowledgement by the government that or an astronaut that this is indeed the case it's weird you know the two nbc news directors 10 years apart were going to expose it and they chickened out or one chickened out one was threatened the bbc was going to broadcast it they got a threatening phone call from the united states and i've been interviewed by these quote conspiracy shows which are really trying to reassure us that the moon missions are real and they interview me. I show proof that it's fake and then they never broadcast it. You know, when they're allegedly have an open discussion about it and they don't have the number one evidence on the program. Right. So 
this is just kind of the sad state of affairs that we're in. And maybe the truth will come out. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of odd that they use that as the number one example of, of stupid conspiracy theories. And it's the number one truth. Oh, what I wanted to say was. Sure. So. I, one of the clips on my YouTube channel is me being punched. Okay. Now I've got like 58,000 subscribers and it's been up there for, I think like seven years Mm -hmm. and it has less than a half a million views. Now, a couple of years ago, a guy with less than 200 subscribers, 58,000 versus less than 200 uploads a copy, exact copy from my channel. It gets something like 2 million views in 30 days because his channel is pro moon landing, trying to make me look bad. Now, how can a channel with 200 subscribers get 2 million views in 30 days on a channel with 58,000? The same video for seven years gets half a million. Right. You see? And that actually is a loss of $4,000 in ad revenue for me. You see? Uh And you could say they stole that from me. Susan's a multimillionaire worth her net worth by now is worth like $200 million or more taking away money food off of someone else's table for telling the truth and rewarding people who lie monetarily. That's what YouTube is really doing. They're, they're giving you money for lying and taking your money away for telling the truth. That's what they're actually doing. Whether it's about the moon landing or viruses, or whatever else. I mean, it boggles the mind. Google is founded by the CIA. It's no secret. And YouTube was only around for like a year and a half before the, you know, the federal government basically wrote them a check and said, we need, we need to control this thing. And, you know, if you, if you started YouTube in your garage uh, for, you know, $10,000 and someone writes you a check for a billion I would take it. I mean, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would, I would try to do it from the spiritual angle. I can give it to the poor, you know, help people. Uh. But the thing <laughs> is, this it's not just you trying to get the word out. It's what I was trying to get to because, you know, every once in a while, something will crop up in a movie or a TV show about the subject and it's, and it's, it's, and it's other people that, that, that are trying to do this, but they're trying to do it so they don't get in trouble. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I remember, and I voted for Barack Obama uh, the, okay. the first time. And then I gave up on voting ever again after that, no offense, but uh, <laughs> at least, at least he's articulate, you know, right. poor George Bush Jr., Poor George Bush Jr. So it's an embarrassment. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> so what was my point? Uh, you were talking about what? To help me remember. How so, little, but you know how there's 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 others like you that want to get the word out, but maybe they're oh, right or whatever. Every, you know, every once in a while, like I said, something will crop up, like this thing with American Horror Story cropped up with the aliens, and then they have the the whole moon landing set, you know, in, in this in the studio, and so people still want to get the word out about this yeah it's more like a tongue-in-cheek you know here's what really happened if you're paying attention mm-hmm. uh you you can figure it out mm-hmm. um 
Oh, I remember what was my point. Okay, so basically, before before Barack Obama was uh, won the presidency, uh, and I was happy for that. I mean, it's like you know, finally overcame racism. Praise the uh-huh. Lord. And um, a black person was interviewed, and they said they would never see a black president in their lifetime. That's what they thought, and thankfully they were thankfully they were wrong, you know, and. Um, Asking me logically, do I think the moon landing fraud would come out in my lifetime? I would have to logically say, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But somehow, spiritually, I think it will. Mm -hmm. I think the good spiritual forces want us to, you know, it's important. If you have cancer, it's good to know, even though it's bad news. My, My book, each chapter ends with a quote. And one of the first ones is a quote uh, from Men in Black 3, which oddly enough shows the Apollo launch in it. And it's a beautiful movie, beautifully done. Uh, And the quote from like the sage of the film, he says, the bitterest truth is better than the sweetest lie. And he's right. And I have, I have little quotes like this at the end of each chapter, and that one's from Men in Black 3. Mm-hmm. Imagine right now, we're wrapping up the interview, and your phone's ringing off the hook. My phone's ringing off the hook. They're like, you know, something's crazy going on. And you get a n- tap on your shoulder. It's Buzz Aldrin confessing on national TV. Mm-hmm. And we're like, there would be dead silence for a moment. I mean, literally, dead silence for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. What would that be like? It would be like getting a cold glass of water thrown in your face and you wake up and you realize you were dreaming and you realize you were sleepwalking and you look down and you're one foot away from a cliff. I think it would be very good spiritually for the truth to come out. It would be refreshing it would be a profound, beautiful moment of silence and sadness. I wept quietly when it when I popped in the tape and saw them faking being halfway to the moon. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow, this is sad. But if the truth comes out and it's acknowledged, we can move forward. You can't fix a bridge until you admit it needs to be fixed. Right? Right. I mean, right. right. The idea that we're sending all this money to other countries is just outrageous. I'm, I'm not against doing that if we have extra. Right. And if all, if all of our schools, bridges, roads, and everything is fixed. Mm-hmm. But they're not, are they? You know what I mean? We can't have, you know, poverty the way that we do and send $1 out of the country until that is fixed. That's mm-hmm. just the right the right thing. It's not our responsibility to take care of of Iraq or Iran or France or any place else. It's their responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, if one of our friends is attacked, I'm all for defending them, you know, but it should be a rare thing to be at war, not 94% of the time since America was founded. Right. 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 Something's wrong there. So this, I think, would help help uh, everybody move forward. It would help the bridges be fixed. It would help us wake up. It would help us have truth-telling government. It should be a law 
that if a politician ever says they're going to do something and they don't do it, number one, they're immediately kicked out of office. And number two, they're thrown in jail for like 10 years. That should be a law. I mean, I can't believe it. Some people say they will never make a medicine mandatory when they're running for office. And after they're elected, they make it mandatory for every every employee of the federal government. No choice. No, no, my my body, my choice doesn't apply in that instance. You know, give me a break. If safety belts work, I don't have to wear my safety belt to make your safety belt work better, do I? I mean, I just don't get it. In any case, (laughs) when a former vice president of the medicine manufacturing company says it's a scam and it's a dangerous scam, and in my opinion, it's a qualified professional who worked there's opinion, you know? And it's weird. You take the inventor of the medicine, the inventor of it, of this new medicine, and, and he speaks one critical word about it. They take him down. You would think every major news show would have him sitting there on the set talking about the medicine. And they do the exact opposite. They forbid him to talk. And if he talks about it, they remove him from the Internet. Censorship and free speech country. Censorship and free press country. So is there freedom here? No, 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 no. Complete lie. Don't believe it. What can you do? Yeah, you do. Art, it's always fun to have you on, and uh, I'd love to get you back on again sometime. Yeah, and if you want to see all these films for free, just go to Sabrell, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, Sabrell.com. You can put a link up there if you want, and you can watch all these movies that cost a million dollars for free. There you go, and maybe... uh, I'll get I'll get a hold of you with the, with that Patreon thing that I'm setting up because um it's designed so that guests like you come on and they have more questions you know more 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 you know, more questions that they want to ask you that we can go over there and do it and that you know over at Patreon so that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. You take care. You too. You have a bye. good rest of your evening, sir. Bye bye. I will try. You too. All right. Bye bye. All right. That was fantastic. It's always fun to have him on, you know, and you, you never know about this stuff. And, uh, yeah, just, just you know, let's just keep it up and up and up. That, you know, I'm open to listening to anything. It's my job. I'm a, news, you know, I'm, a, I'm a retired newspaper reporter, so I keep an open mind to everything, okay? my You know, his views may ne- not necessarily be my views. My views may not necessarily be his views, but that's what it's about. You have to give a fair and balanced story, and, and you listen to people. Okay, tomorrow, let me have a little sip here. Let me, yeah, there we go. Squatch. Look at that. There's Sasquatch right there. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about those balloons that were shot down. Uh, Greg Lawson is going to be here with us, and he's going to be, we're, we're going to be talking about those uh, Chinese balloons or were they UFOs or, or what's going on with that. So he's going to be on with us at 6.30 p.m. Pacific tomorrow discussing that. So, here we go. It's the usual thing. If you like the show today, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Also, um, if, if you're watching from Facebook and you enjoyed the show, please be sure to hit that like button. And uh, please be sure to follow if you haven't done so already. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, to subscribe. Because we have a lot of shows on, a lot of topics, including this one, right? Uh, please feel free to subscribe to the channel. And uh, show me some love. Hit that like button. Hit that, you know, hit the heart. Hit whatever you need to hit. Show us some love. Tell us you like us, okay? Comment. Tell, tell us you like us. 
But I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I really do appreciate you all here. <laughs> Hang on a second. I, let me have to see what we got. Thanks, Shadow Experience. Thanks, everybody who was in the chat room today, too. I keep forgetting to thank people in the chat room. Thank you all in the chat room. Um, anyway, so I'm going to take off here. I got some stuff I have to do. But, uh, again, for the people that were new that came in, welcome. I hope you come back. I come back to visit us and follow us and all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Okay, well, I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Have a great evening, everybody. Let me find what I need to do. There we go. Have a great evening.